Recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge high atop the Kimmy and Ritz building in beautiful midtown Chesapeake, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, shock treatment. Hi, Brad. I've just come to tell you how fabulous I am. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Richard O'Brien's musical... Nope, the other one. You need a bit of That's right, shock treatment. The much maligned and misunderstood shock treatment. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I still remember the, seeing it for the first time, what it felt like watching it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, but before we get into that, let's, let's, what shock treatment is, for anybody who doesn't know, the first time... Hearing about this this particular film, Shock Treatment was supposed to be the follow-up to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. The and Further is, Adventures of Brad and Janet. Yeah, it is a follow-up. It's not a sequel. Um, in some of the advertising, they said it's not a sequel. It's not a prequel. It's an equal. Well, you can be the judge of that yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those that, it's got catchy tunes. It's a it's a neat story. Yeah. It's a way ahead of its time when it came out. Is to for sure. It satires pretty much like reality TV the way things are now. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and this came out in eighty one, but it just didn't catch on with the Rocky crowd because it just didn't have that same vibe. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, I know I know what it is. It, well, it, it, just it hit tried me the too hard a yeah. little bit. Well, it tried to leave places open to do audience right. lines. It was trying to set it up for that. And, for and that's participation. Not, right. And that's not what Rocky did. Yeah. Rocky didn't try to do that. No. It just happened naturally. And you can't create a cult no. following. It just happens organically. That's right. But the biggest thing that the reason this didn't catch on like that is because there was no sexual mm. undercurrent. Not, you know, yeah, not really. I, I mean, mean Rocky the, the was, tiny bit that there yeah. was, was, but it wasn't yeah. like Rocky was just out there for, you know, and it appealed to the subculture, yeah, of people who didn't belong anywhere else, yeah. And it was all about don't dream it, be it, express your sexuality, be free, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. enjoy who you are and your life and all that. Yep. And this was a satire of reality TV, and it all took place in a TV studio, not in a. And castle with, you know, elaborate, you know, sparkly costumes and things. There were so, plenty of sparkly costumes. Well, yeah, but not like <laughs> Columbia and Frankenfurter and the floor show. And it didn't appeal to to the subculture. Those people trying to find a place. The shock treatment appeals to the everyman. Right. You know, just normal people. Yeah. yeah. There's a, a few odd characters in it, but there's nothing that that sexual edge to it that Rocky had. Yeah, that's true. You know. So I think that's one of the reasons why you have this crowd who's coming out at midnight and going out at night, you know, leaving your parents at home and dressing up and being free and doing whatever with whoever you want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then coming to see this satire of television and it's just, there's nothing, none of that is there. Yeah. Now, that being said, on its own, it's pretty damn good. And yeah. as far as being a couple of decades ahead of its time oh, is pretty amazing. I mean, shock, I love shock treatment. The, I love the music in it. I yeah. love the lyrics. Some of the lyrics are freaking amazing. <laughs> Crazy what they put in there. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, it's real clever. And, of course, it was written by Richard O'Brien, who right. wrote Rocky and wrote the book and the music. And Hartley. And, and Richard Hartley, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, 
it, it's kind of funny because everybody, just about everybody, old school Rocky people anyway, have the same story the first time they saw it. Mm. You know, they didn't like it. Yeah. You know, most did, people. Did you like most it the first time? It took me by surprise because just like everybody else, I was, was not what you were expecting. A sequel to Rocky, and it wasn't a sequel to Rocky. Like you yeah. said, it's the continuing adventures of Brad and Janet. Right. And has nothing to do with Rocky other than Brad and Janet. They don't even reference it or think about it. There's a couple of Easter eggs we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. But there, uh, yeah, it just has nothing to do with it. And I remember, I do remember watching it the first time. I got it on, I think it was when I was still working at Roses. Jeez. So it was 100 years ago. I had just been in Rocky maybe a couple of years. Don't even remember if I was playing Frank yet at that point. Mm-hmm. But I got it on VHS. And it was just, <laughs> oh. Because it's the thing you always heard about, but it wasn't available. Right. And I remember going and putting it in the, you know, still living in my folks' house. And I put it in the VCR and watched it. And... I was, of course, I was just glued to it the whole time because mm-hmm. this is something new from the Rocky, you know, the people that made Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. And did you watch it by yourself the first yeah. time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was left like huh, I didn't hate it, but it just wasn't what I wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people did just outright hate it, but over the years, I have, and it didn't take me long to really like it, though. Yeah, you know, because it was part of Rocky. And the music is is really good. Like you said, the songs are catchy and clever. And it is fun. And the people, and it has a lot of the same actors that were in Rocky Horror. Playing different parts. Playing different parts. And then it has two different actors playing Brad and Janet. Right. The only actor that crossed over from Rocky to Shock Treatment, playing the same actor, playing the same character, was Jeremy Newsom, mm-hmm. who played Ralph Hapshat. Right. He was only in Rocky for like, Two minutes or something. Yeah, not even that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, there's people have said that now Charles Gray plays Judge Oliver Wright. And in Rocky, he's just labeled as the criminologist. Right. So he could be the same character. Some pe- Everybody's always said that he's the same character. So yeah. I'm going with that. You yeah, know? you can you can take yeah. that. That's okay. I mean, so Betty is in this. Betty Hapshot is in it. Ralph's but it's a different wife, yeah. soon to be ex-wife. Yeah, a different actress. Patricia Quinn, Richard O'Brien, Little Nell. They're all in this. Charles Gray. They're all in it playing different Playing well, different characters. Yeah. Even Rick Mayall from The Young Ones and countless other things. He's in this. Mm-hmm. And a couple of the, the neat things about it, Rocky related, is this was also directed by Jim Sharman. And Christopher Malcolm played in the security guard. Mm-hmm. He was Brad in the original production stage production of the London, rocky horror show of the rocky horror show yeah nice and some of the transies mm-hmm. from rocky are in various positions uh two notable yeah. a lot of them are in the audience mm-hmm. but two of them that are really noticeable is the costumer in the in the movie the costumer is uh, imogene claire i think she's one of the main transies and then oh, i can't think of the guy's name but the camp neely's cameraman the big mm-hmm. black guy with the dread he was the one of the transies in right. Rocky too, right? Or Rocky also, not Rocky too. <laughs> uh, now, some other interesting casting wise, come to find out when they brought the production, the Rocky Horror Show from London to the states, and that, well, actually when they were getting ready to make the movie, Cliff De Young was I, think, I don't know if it's Jim Sharman, the director or one of the producers, was the guy they wanted for Brad. Really? Yeah, but he was doing other stuff and wasn't available, and then ah. Bostwick was available, so they, you know, and he was, can't think of anybody else right, now. Right, right. And 
Clifty Young and Susan Sarandon ended up being in husband and wife in The Hunger. Oh. So Brad and <laughs> Janet back together, kind of. Back together, yeah. sort of, yeah. Other casting things that were really interesting is Bert Schnick was originally supposed to be Dr. Scott, but Jonathan Adams didn't have any interest in reprising his role. Hmm. So they rewrote it, the character, yeah. and created Bert Schnick. Right. Who is played by Dame Edna. Right. And Barry Humphreys. Of course. <laughs> who shows up in one of the audience scenes real quick. And when Brad and Janet get up, I think the people that sit down are, it's somebody and Dame Edna. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Now, Sarandon and Bostwick were asked to come back as Brad and Janet. Were they? Yeah. And they didn't want to do it? Well, Bostwick was committed to other projects. Okay. And Sarandon wanted too much money. Because her career was starting to go up at this point. Because this was 81. You know, yeah. Well, I will tell you that while I love Susan Sarandon and she is is Janet. Mm -hmm. And I love Barry Bostwick. And he's definitely Brad. Oh, yeah. I cannot picture Susan Sarandon trying to pull off that part. Oh, she doesn't have the singing voice. She doesn't have the chops Jessica Harper's got, like, I don't know, a multi-octave range. I don't know what it is, but she's really good. I adore Jessica Harper. Yeah. I love her voice. I would have liked to have seen Bostwick do it because he's actually a very good singing voice. Yeah, well, I didn't say he he could definitely do it. Yeah. But Cliff um, Young but was Susan fantastic. Sarandon couldn't have done it. But no, Cliff Young was great. Yeah. I thought he did a really good job. They uh when he was doing the the Farley Brad duet. Yeah. Uh he recorded it and they did it like three or four times or four or five times and uh it was kind of sedate and the producer said just tell him, said, let go, just go over the top with it. Just go crazy. With the Farley. With it. And that's and he did, and that's the take they took. Yeah. Know? No, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Now Curry was also offered the role. Well, okay, let me back up. Originally, <laughs> originally, the sequel was going to be one of one of the treatments, bef- treatment before it became <laughs> shock treatment, uh, O'Brien wrote, was that Frankenfurter comes back to life, mm-hmm. or Brad and Dr. Scott bring him back to life, him and Rocky. Right. Dr. Scott and Brad have, have become lovers. Mm-hmm. Janet is having Frank's baby and Frank's coming back to claim it <laughs> and wants to turn the whole town into Transylvanians. Right. And then Riff and Magenta come in at the end and kill him again. Right. That was one of the treatments. Another one was that Brad was a male stripper in a casino in Vegas somewhere. <laughs> Just all kinds of different things. And then it went through a lot of different changes. And then once it got close to shock treatment, what we see now was going to be filmed on location in Denton, Texas. Yeah. And they went scouting locations, but then the actor strike in seventy nine eighty meant no act, American actors could be used for crew because everybody was on strike. Um, so they couldn't the film actors that. Guild, yeah. So they had to move the production back to London, and because all the crew and the cast were only available for a limited window, they had other projects lined up. You know, mm-hmm. they had to come up with something quick. So they came up with the idea to let's set the whole thing since most of the majority of it is about this TV show and this yeah, TV station. Yeah. We'll rewrite it so it's set in a studio, and all the outside sets are now TV shows within the studio. So, very extremely clever. It was. It was extremely clever. And and while it's weird... It's prophetic. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, for the time, that mm-hmm. stuff wasn't happening yet. You, no. you didn't have reality TV. Nobody oh, no. was uh-uh. following people around with cameras no. just, just to watch real life. But that's what's happening on shock treatment. Oh, set. And yeah. And people like Janet becomes, throughout the movie, becomes intoxicated by the fame she's getting immediately. Right? 
You see these reality TV happens people. Happens all the time now. Reality TV stars. And it's like, they're not stars. They have no star quality. They're average schmucks <laughs> who have become famous being just miserable people on TV. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's ridiculous. So I just can't watch any reality TV. I don't watch reality TV um, either. Oh, now, once they got to this point, Curry was offered the role right. of Brad and Farley. Oh, Okay. But he didn't have any interest in coming back to Rocky Horror. Yeah, well, he was he was going. Like that. that was his phase of I trying don't to distance be, himself. Yeah, I don't want to be anywhere it near. Apparently, Rocky. it had cost him other parts. He thought, you know, I think that's all about the cast wise. Oh, now Sal Piro, who was the his longtime president of the Rocky Horror Picture Show fan club, mm-hmm. is in a blink of miss it cameo right yeah. at the very beginning behind the spiral staircase. He's the guy that's on the phone. Yeah. Now, made a oh, big deal about being in it, but you yeah, barely see him. Something I read about that shot, and we haven't even talked much about the plot yet, but that opening shot where it, it's on a silhouette of Farley. Uh-huh. And you, you can tell it's Clifty Young there. Yeah. And then the camera pulls back, and it goes black mm-hmm. in, in that where that room he's in. Mm-hmm. And then the camera, it pulls back, and it pans around the, around the studio. Okay. Okay. And then it comes back to that the opening. They open the door. And the people come walking in, and you mm-hmm. see Brad and Janet. Yep. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you remember, there's no cutaways. No, you're right. That's, apparently, now, I read this. I'm guessing it's true. Clifty Young, that's him sitting in the chair. And when they pull away from him, he runs down, out the back, and around the back of the and set. And changes. Changes clothes. Holy crap. Yeah, and comes walking in. Look, so they he's could doing get a it. stage show. Yeah. <laughs> like, like doing the play, Like right? doing the yeah. play. So they could get it all in one shot. And that's cool. I like that's awesome. I love, yeah, yeah. I love hearing about stuff like that. I do too. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, yeah, now, the I plot. mean, yeah. Oh. I mean, it, there's not a whole lot to go into for plot because you just you really just kind of have to watch this one. Yeah. Well, real quick, it's Brad and Janet come to watch Denton Vale, the yes. TV show, and most of the town apparently is hooked on this show and is filling up the seats. Yes. In the studio, and unbeknownst to Brad, oh, and at the very beginning though, you get. Brad seems hesitant, and Janet says, "Everything, it's going to be all right, Brad. Everything's going to be all right." Which <laughs> dun, is what dun, Brad, dun. yeah, which Brad said to Janet in yeah. Rocky, and it wasn't all right. That's right. So Brad and Janet have kind of switched, switched roles, places. Yep. Where Brad's having troubles and is kind of meek, and Janet's taking control and is more assertive. Yeah. So this other sh- the show starts marriage maze, and they pull contestants out of the audience, and they pull Brad and Janet, mm-hmm. and and they talk about how. Their marriage is a, a mess. Yeah. And they need help, or Brad needs help, yeah. really. It's just Brad. And they have a song, and which is a cool song. It is a fun kitchen song. It's an absurd song, but I love yeah. it. Why are we always sooner or later? Bitching in the kitchen or crying in the bedroom all night. It's one of my favorite songs. And then they sent, take Brad off to get some psychiatric care. Yes. Then we meet... O'Brien and Patricia Quinn. Hello, I'm Dr. Cosmo McKinley. And Nation McKinley, mm-hmm. brother and sister, mental health uh, doctors. Yep, and that's Denton Vale. Yeah, that's the Denton Vale show. And then we go on through, we meet Brad's parents again and in the Happy Home show. Yep. And then we finally meet Farley with the, the Sweet Tea song of the piece, looking at an ace. Which 
which is a cool song. Yeah, and Farley is for the the sake of the movie. Farley is the uh, sponsor, the new sponsor of the show, yeah. or I guess of the entire studio. Yeah, and Farley flavors. Yeah, F four. Who you find out is Brad's twin brother later on. Yes. Strange twi- or unbeknownst twin brother. Yeah, <laughs> unknown about. Anyway, a series of shenanigans and cool songs go on and twists and turns. The only thing, there's a couple of plot, subplot things that don't really go anywhere. Yeah. You know, there's the one where after Janet talks to the crowd, they take her upstairs. Then you see Ralph and Bert Schnick and was it the security guard? I think so. And they, like, they're talking behind everybody else's back and they're calling Farley Mm -hmm. for something. And nothing ever happens because of that. Yeah. You don't know why. But then again, the script went through a lot of changes and rewrites, too. Right, so. right. Now, a couple of the cool things before I forget, the the Easter eggs, the Rocky Easter eggs. In oh, there. yeah, there's quite a few. You see the Frank, the throne scene mm-hmm. where Frank is sitting there at with his legs twice, kicked up. At least twice, right? And, well, two or three times. Yeah, I can think of two. Um, and There might be a third yeah, one. Yeah, and where Janet is the central character yeah. in the scene. Mm-hmm. And that's not counting with Farley's on TV. Yeah. That's a third or fourth one there. Yeah. I mean, they try to recreate some of this stuff because it was popular stuff yeah. from the Rocky Horror oh, Picture yeah. Show. So the throne scene was a big one. Yeah. And then there's um, the... And they the, set up different different lines. You well, know. they're trying to set up lines. But other than that, I mean, stuff that's just around visually. Yeah. Uh, when they got the transy um The transy lightning, lightning bolt. bolt is everywhere. There's electrical stuff. Yeah. It's the transy lightning bolt. And then there's the... Um, when O'Brien is, or Cosmo is walking through the wardrobe department... There's a transy jacket with the lightning bolt on the sleeve mm-hmm. hanging and the American Gothic painting in the background. Yep. At um, some point you can see, isn't there a magazine with yeah, with lips when, on it? Yeah, when they're in the Denton Dossier office with Chucky and Betty Hapshat. And you can never see this on the VHS tape. Oh, really? Because I think it was formatted for TV. Oh, okay. But you can see it on the DVD and on uh, in theatrical prints. There's a Time magazine on her desk right in the foreground at the bottom left. Left. This is cult movie and it has the Rocky lips on it. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it. I, I could be missing something. I yeah. mean, you know. Well, then the... Um... Oh, and then there's the move. The Riff and Magenta move. Oh, yeah, of course. That Cosmo and Nation do where they're pointing the fingers down and up yeah. like they will do in the yep. time warp. And the costumer's jacket looks like Columbia shorts. Yeah, except horizontal instead of vertical. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. A couple of other interesting things cast-wise. There's Erwin Lapsey, president of Lapsey Autos. I was the guy that played Pontus Pilate in Jesus Christ Superstar. Ah. And you look, you're like, oh, that is that guy. He yeah. Just, he just randomly comes out, doesn't yeah. sing. <laughs> uh, the songs, again, are really catchy and a lot of fun. I, I remember I was watching over Mary and Charlie's one night. Uh-huh. I think I may have told you the story. Mary and Charlie, friends of ours, and God, I've known them forever when I first got into Rocky. They're really great people. And we used to hang out at their house on weekends all the time. Rocky weekends and then non-Rocky weekends. Well, it was just me and Mary and Charlie this particular night. And we put on shock treatment. And uh, I had to go to the bathroom. So I go and come back. And the way their den is, there's another little foyer room between the kitchen and the bathroom. Or at least it was in this particular house. And Mary had some costume stuff sitting on a table and in that room there. And she had a hat that was like a big black hat. It was like oh, the one like Janet the wears. one she wears, yeah. And when I came out of the bathroom, I waited. They're watching the movie. They don't see me, and I grabbed that hat. And when Janet says, me, me, me. 
and flings that hat in the audience. I throw it right in front of them. And they're like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and it, I mean, it was great. It was perfect. <laughs> Charlie was laughing. <laughs> That's funny. Even audience participation in shock treatment. That's right. Yeah, but shock treatment's not one that I've ever had the the pleasure of performing. Yeah, me either. We stopped doing Rocky Horror. Uh, we'd talked about it for years, but never did it. Mm-hmm. And there's various reasons, different cast lineups, changes, and also the theater wasn't real hip to it mm-hmm. at, up at that point. At that time, yeah. But our old cast, Fish and Ink, has done it a few times since then. Yeah. With a, all the props and the full show and uh, is well received. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't get the attendance that Rocky gets. No, because it's course. not nearly as well known. Yeah, and it won't anywhere unless you're at a Rocky event. Right. You know, but uh, they, they did a good job. It's cool to see, you know. Yep, it was indeed. And there are cast all over the country that do it from time to time, too. But it just doesn't have the appeal, the appeal that Rocky does. It doesn't reach that primal or whatever it is that Rocky does to yeah. people. Well, you know, I mean, the Rocky for... Horror Picture Show is lightning in a bottle. You can't yeah. do oh, that yeah. twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just talking about that besides that, I mean, which is true, which is 100% true. Yeah. It's just, it just doesn't, There's not, it's not on a level that it grabs you you know no, i for, know I get it doesn't it. have that sexual appeal it doesn't have that outcast mm-hmm. you know looking to belong and fit in it's like oh this is my crowd yeah you know? well i mean in addition to that there wasn't a need for another one i mean if you've already got the rocky, rocky. horror picture yeah. show why do you need shock treatment? Other than, you know, they wanted a sequel to make oh, the, yeah. the money and the whatever. Yeah, which it you didn't. Know. Actually, it flopped bigger than Rocky. Exactly. Because well, they yeah. tried to play it on a midnight circuit like Rocky. Right. And it just well, didn't. Well, they, they were banking on making the money. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I don't I don't fault Richard O'Brien and the, the oh, rest no, of the crew no. and whatnot for making it. Because, you know, it's a creative outlet yeah. and go. I love, I'm glad it exists. But yeah. And it has developed a, a cult following over it has. the years. just not the same as Rocky. That's right. I mean, um, you've got to choose between the two. Well, you're going to yeah. go with the Rocky or Picture Show, of course. Yeah. But, I mean, we, you know, like we love them both. Of course, I, we, yeah. we love all things Rocky and related to Rocky. So, yep. you know. Yeah. And we will have the one sheet of shock treatment. Yeah. And have the soundtrack probably a couple of times on vinyl. The VHS, the DVD, <laughs> if it ever gets released on Blu-ray in the States, we'll have that too. I'll get that too, you know. Again, if you haven't heard the music, if you haven't seen it, definitely you need to you need to check it out and listen to the music separately too. Yeah. You know, like drive around you're, the car. I mean. Yeah, well, I would suggest if you can stand it, you should turn the subtitles on for your for your TV while you're watching it. And so you can catch all the lyrics for sure. Because some <laughs> yeah. of the things that they use are pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one of the cool things about the Sue Blaine did the costume mm-hmm. for Shock Treatment as well as Rocky. Right. And we were we were watching an interview. It might be on the, the one we saw on the DVD. Okay. The DVD actually has a couple of documentary, short 20-minute, 10-minute documentary things. Mm-hmm. And in one of them, Sue Blaine talks about before it was settled that it would be in a studio, she and Brian Thompson, the set designer, took a trip to Texas. Oh, and right. For location shooting. Yeah. And along, I don't know if along the way they found out it was going to be set in a studio or whatever. Yeah. But she decided they bought all the costumes for all the extras. Yeah. At thrift stores in Texas. Yes. 
so it had said, that real feel of yeah. being in middle America, you know. And she she said that the thrift stores that she went to had all of their clothing color coded. Yeah. And so that's how she ended up with a lot of the same, you know, kind of color coding and bright, everything yeah, and, bright, and colors. bright colors and whatnot. And that was her thought when she was putting together the stuff in the audience, too, yeah. because you can tell, you know, kind of oh, there's, yeah. there's yeah. color coding going on. So. And they all stand out kind of cartoonish from yeah. the sets in a way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So she said Which the entire genius. the entire audience was was clothed in Texas thrift stores. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shock treatment's one of those things that we we had many traditions we, yeah. we've created over the years for many different things. Yeah. And one of the things that we always did when we got ready for the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Everybody when we were putting on makeup and getting dressed. Over, yeah, would come over to our place to get ready, no matter whichever place we lived in, whether it was winning the apartment again or the house in Portsmouth Yeah, or we always anywhere. had any number of people show up yeah. for the show to get ready. And we would put on a few different things yeah. every single time. It was either, one of those things either was Phantom shock treatment. Yeah, either Phantom of the Paradise or shock treatment. Most of the time it was like shock treatment. Yeah. To get in the mood for Rocky. Yeah. You know, and... Yeah, it was one of those things that has a special place. I mean, yeah. when we watched it just the other day for the podcast here, as it was coming on, I got that little tingle of that feeling Yeah, of when we used to do that. And a lot of memories just come flooding back of, you know, seeing these people we used to see every week. Mm-hmm. You know, our castmates, uh, if you will, coming over and hanging out and, you know, talking about the week, talking about the upcoming show and then the mm-hmm. smell of that makeup and the smell of the hairspray <laughs> and... You know, putting the costumes on and getting ready to go. I mean, it was good times. It was a very important time yep. for for us. I mean, yeah, definitely. I've got so for a many, lot of people, I think. So many good memories. And yeah, you know, it was just a great time. I, I miss it a lot. I miss those people. I miss that time. And I know you can't ever recapture that. But it's cool when you bump into some of them now and again. We've Over the years, we've seen a few of them that we haven't seen in 15, 10, 15 years. Yeah. It's really cool because a lot of that comes back. And, and we had a good time. We did a good show. And it was a blast. And everybody who probably would not have met any other way yeah. met and fit in. You know? Yeah, very true. That's what it was all about. Yeah. Even though we never did shock treatment. <laughs> there wasn't that much interest in the cast to do it yeah some people want to do it and some people would have done it if we did it that's, yeah you know. yeah that's um, right oh i mean it's definitely an undertaking you, oh yeah you can't just well, have one person do the entire part there's a the lot more show. characters yeah there's a, uh, a few other costume changes sets and props there's more of that stuff so yeah, yeah it's a bit of an undertaking to do oh one thing i, I meant to mention earlier you know the um the lullaby song. That whole thing was filmed in one take. Oh, yeah. With the camera moving yeah, all the back way and forth to the left the, and then yeah. all the way back to the right, yeah, yeah. catching each character. Apparently, it was filmed in one take. Nice. That's kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering what they were thought of when they did the spaces for callback lines, if they had an idea of what the lines would be, or if they just yeah. left it, yeah, they'll figure it out. 
Well, so did they ever issue any kind of audience participation? Not that I thing? know of. But you, you know, because eventually there were audience participation. Oh, for Rocky, for yeah. Rocky yeah. issued like yeah. books and stuff. But, well, there's yeah, there's a uh, there was a loose script going around. Then yeah. there was one they published. Then there was the, the album. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. but I mean they never did anything like that. For Not Shot that Treatment. I know of. But there yeah, may the, be the lines... been one floating on the internet. I don't know. Right. But but there's stuff like you know the four Fs for today, kids. Yeah. You know, Farley, flavors, fabulous, fast food. Well, you can guess what that would have been. You right. Know? But then there's other spaces where, like, my name's Frankie. And they're Francine. It's like, okay, that's got to be a Frankenfurter callback there somehow. You know? Yeah. I've never really given it a whole lot of thought, uh, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really haven't either since we never but had there, the chance to do it, I yeah. guess. But, but there are some very obvious places that sure. they leave pauses for you to say something. You just know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. This is, actually, I think it's on YouTube, Shock Treatment. Really? I don't know how good a quality it is. Yeah. The DVD is excellent quality. Yes, it is. The only bad thing about the DVD, well, the good thing about it is the VHS copy, all VHS and beta, it was on beta also, Mm -hmm. Prince had a problem with the audio, where in the beginning of some of the songs, it would warble. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You know, and they fixed that when it came to DVD. But at the end, the original credits, it plays the overture mm-hmm. to the end of the credits, and it plays the song "Shock Treatment" just over black screen. Okay. This, it plays the overture, and about halfway through, it fades out or cuts and goes into the song "Shock Treatment." Hmm. And then I think that fades out towards the end or something. But that was—I noticed when we were watching that. I'm like, that's, that's weird. different. Yeah. What happened? But other than that. The DVD, I think it came out 25th anniversary edition or something. And then there was another one released as a double disc of Rocky and Shock Treatment, I do believe. It's well worth a watch. I mean, even if you don't like Rocky Horror, this has really nothing to do with Rocky Horror. Yeah, it's it's very true. It's a great satire on reality TV. Yeah. With likable people, charismatic people playing the actors playing the roles yeah and some catchy tunes yeah and if you uh if you liked phantom of the paradise and you enjoyed jessica harper's oh, voice then yeah. you should definitely give this a watch yeah she knocks it out of the park in this yeah she does some and great if stuff. you do like rocky horror and you're a big rocky fan and have never seen shock treatment then you should watch shame it. on you you should have That's seen right. it already you should have There's no excuse <laughs> gotta be part of your rocky education <laughs> i mean man you know we were so into rocky back then not just me and you. I mean, everybody. Everybody involved, involved yeah. In the Rocky phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, you would clamor to see any other film that anybody that was in Rocky did. Yeah. You know, it's like Little Nell was in the Wall. Pink Floyd. So the you wall. had to watch the Wall just to see Little yeah, Nell briefly for that two minutes or whatever yeah. it was. Uh, she was in Listomania with Roger Daltrey. Yeah. Topless. It's a little um, now. We're not surprised. Yeah. She's topless when she doesn't mean to be. <laughs> uh, you know, she was in a, a, a handful of other things. Charles Gray was at Blofeld and James Bond. He was Sherlock Holmes' brother, Mycroft. And I think in the 7% solution. Yeah. You know, and you just want to see him in those things. And uh, God, O'Brien was in Flash Gordon. And Patricia Quinn was in... And after something Brian. completely different. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was in that. Playing Cleese's wife. He's teaching a class. Oh, God, I'd forgotten. Remember that? that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the schoolboys, and he's teaching. And he says, okay, they're going to teach him about sex now. So he brings his wife in, and mm-hmm. Ben comes down from the right. ceiling, and they're going to show them. <laughs> show them about it. 
Jeez, and of course Bostwick was in countless things. Megaforce, George Washington, you know. FDR. F- FDR, American <laughs> Badass. And of course, Curry was in a hand a handful of things, but he didn't really get a lot of roles. And what is that his agent? Is that his choice? Is it because he was typecast as Frankenfurter? Who knows? I don't know. But, but regardless, that was the thing. You you sought out anything oh, yeah. that you could find these people in and watch it. And any kind of merchandise, because there was there was no there Rocky merchandise. Any. There was t-shirts, buttons, a couple of poster books, yeah. maybe some trading cards. We did a whole podcast on just Rocky Horror Picture yeah. Show, so you can listen to that yeah, one. Yeah, go back and listen to that one. We'll talk more about shock treatment now. Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's a whole lot more to say about shock treatment. No, there's no merchandise for shock treatment. There's, nope. There was a button that they put out when the movie came out, a big mm-hmm. button with the O'Brien's face, trust me, I'm a doctor. There's a movie poster, the insert poster, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. The soundtrack album, uh, I think one of one of my have says promotional copy, not for sale on it. <laughs> yeah, because it, it just, it tanked quick, yeah. you know. Was not a success. No, which is a shame. But seek it out, watch it. Oh, we actually, we came across this promo film called The Rocky Horror Treatment. Oh, yeah. Which Sal In 1981, Piro, yeah, I think. Yeah, just before the movie came out, Sal Piro pretty much hosts it. And you get some great behind the scenes clips of shock treatment yeah there's some pretty cool stuff in there. and it's, some, it's hard to watch i'll tell you on a big screen yeah, because the, the quality, quality is, is horrible no, it's on youtube but, but it's um, worth watching i'll try to post the link on the facebook page of course along with pictures and the trailer and all that stuff which i think you're caught up on now i believe that i am yes, good job finally <laughs> so if you haven't seen the facebook page in a while go and, check it out yeah because i've caught up on putting the photos for all the past podcasts <laughs> i'll do shock treatment soon before this goes, or went right when this goes when up. When this goes up. Yeah. So there's that. Indeed. I don't know. I think that's about all. I mean, I could wax nostalgic all night about Rocky Horror, our days with that, and and how fun it was and what it meant to us. And, uh, you know, shock treatment is definitely connected to that for us. And I'm sure it is for you know, a lot of other people who were in Rocky that's over right. the years. All right. Well, I guess that's about all we have to say about that. Yeah. There's one thing left to do. We must prove that the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. Now again, if you listen to the podcast before, you know what this is. But if this is your first time, you're saying, the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. What the hell does that have to do shock treatment? Nothing. <laughs> nothing whatsoever. But I'm going to prove that it does. Uh, <laughs> Clayton and I came up with this game many years before the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon where you can connect anything and anyone back to the original Planet of the Apes movies. So the world does revolve around Planet of the Apes. So Phyllis is going to pick somebody from Shock Treatment and I'm going to connect them back to Planet of the Apes in a few steps. I am not going to pick Jessica Harper. Because I know how Yeah, one step. I know how she connects. What about Cliff DeYoung? Cliff DeYoung was in a movie in 1977 called Sunshine Christmas. Little Bill Mummy was in that movie also. Hmm. Bill Mummy was on Babylon 5. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Lanier. Mm-hmm. Paul Williams did an episode of Babylon 5, <laughs> and Paul Williams was Virgil in Battle for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> you still went to Paul Williams. <laughs> That's right. I wasn't going to get away with that going to Paul Williams. <laughs> I actually forgot Paul Williams. I thought you were going to uh, Bester. 
Oh, and then go to Star Trek. So you yeah. go to Star no, Trek, I, yeah. I going straight it would have been, yeah, long way yeah. around. Look, I'm catching on to the game. <laughs> it's only That's been years. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, we prove that the world does indeed revolve around Planet of the Apes. So go and watch all the Planet of the Apes movies because they're awesome. After the original ones, shock the original movies. And then watch Shock Treatment or watch Shock Treatment first. Indeed. And be sure to check out the Facebook page, like Rob said, and uh, drop us a line. Let us know what you think of the movie. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to hear back from people, especially Rocky people who, you know, your experience in watching it and what you thought of it and what you think of it now and yeah. all that stuff. That'd be cool. Right on. All right. I guess that's it. Yep. That's all I got. So till next time. Night, night. It's time for Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Good night. The sun never sets on those who ride into it. We just gotta keep going.